Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we've got a lot of uh, uh, emails that we're going to be talking about, plus we're going to be doing the raffle, and producer Amanda and I are going to be discussing other circus train wrecks. Hi, hi Amanda. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. You know, they're saying... Uh, California is going to be rolled back into the strictest tier of COVID restrictions. So I'm just kind of bracing myself, honestly, even though it's not I'm home all the time. Anyway, it doesn't change anything for me. But it's just they keep saying it's going to be a dark winter. Oh, that uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a, a sad image. Uh, but you're yeah. right. It's like we're not we're not really going anywhere anyway. And they did say that there's going to be a curfew. Did you I hear know. about that? That's kind uh-huh. of crazy, right? Because we, I mean, when's the last time you've been out past ten? Anyway, um, it's probably been since 2013. Yeah, because <laughs> even though we've seen each other a few times in a backyard, like very distance, we still I don't think we stay out past ten. No, no, no. Because, you know, you got to be home for when you turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> At 10 p.m., not even midnight. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this, you know, impending doom. But it's a good excuse to catch up on history. Well, that's for sure. And I have to say, like, I just did a quick Google and I'm really 
shocked by how many circus train wrecks there are. There there seem to be hundreds of these. It, well, it seems to have started in 1877. Uh, I'm seeing here that there was a P.T. Barnum Great Traveling Exposition uh, train wreck that happened in Iowa in August 29th of 1877, where six were killed. Mm. So I'm assuming this is when trains start, you know, ju- jumping and jiving. <laughs> this is when the <laughs> trains are really rocking and rolling. Yeah, really. <laughs> and it makes sense that the P.T. Barnum you know, and co-people would be one of the first to get their circus onto a rail car mm-hmm. because they were already very popular. Right. And I'm seeing here, I think that they've actually had a couple of train wrecks. P.T. Barnum had a few. Um, they did. Yeah. So I've just found one here that happened in 1889 in Potsdam. Oh, wow. So that's just two years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This looks this looks like a a pretty bad one. So this one says, I, uh, do you want me to just like read through this a little bit? Yeah. It says um, on the uh, 130 years ago, I don't can't do the math on that. Barnum and Bailey's <laughs> Circus made an unexpected stop in Potsdam. Three circus trains were traveling from Governor, where the circus had performed, to Montreal, where it was scheduled. The first train passed through Potsdam at about 9 p.m., with others following a few minutes behind. Just as the second train approached the crossing between Potsdam and Norwood, it was known as Clark's Crossing, an axle on a car near the engine broke. The result was a spectacular and brutal scene. Six train cars smashed and piled on one another. Injured animals trapped amid the wreckage and their dead companions cried out in pain. By the light of bonfires built alongside the wreck, those on the third train, um, including the owners, um, worked through the night to free the animals and their attendants. And it had more, it had a crowd of 2,000 spectators, but it doesn't seem like they had a fire. So this is actually kind of interesting because the Hammond train wreck could be more like this train wreck if it weren't for the oil lamps. That's true. The fire really put it over the edge, sadly. But that sounds like a pretty bad one. And this is uh, around the start of when these circuses are traveling. I mean, I would just be so scared if I was working in a circus and I just heard that these were that this was very it was commonplace. But I think these accidents. The other thing we have to remember is in the context of transportation at large at the time, I think even car travel was highly, highly dangerous. But this is pre-cars, right? Cars this were- is pre-car, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, cars came out with the Great Gatsby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it was like 19, I think it was early 1900s. But like all tra- like transportation was really dangerous. Wagon. Before this, they they traveled by wagon, and mm. it was just slow. Imagine that. Yeah, and just I like, bet wagons had their own issues. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a wagon lost its wheel. Uh, I'm sure you could have gotten lost. I mean, you were exposed <laughs> to the elements. <laughs> we all know what happened to those people in the Donner Party, right? Uh, so, I mean, I- I'm assuming. The the circus had kind of like routes that they always took for their regular shows so they could like kind of station up. But um, yeah, so it starts happening in the, you know, mid uh, late mid to late 1800s. And it looks like I mean, I'm just scrolling through this list. A lot of 
the accidents happened between 78 and uh, 90, you know, three or whatever. I mean, I'm seeing like almost 30 accidents happened. Oh, like into the 90s? Into the 1890s. Oh, yeah. I thought, and actually I'm seeing here the last one on the list is in 1994 <laughs> in Florida. Ooh, what happened there? Two killed. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Wow. Well, as I was scrolling through this list, though, you know, you see the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus multiple times. But one that really caught my attention was the Carl Hagenbeck Circus, which had an accident on October 25th, 1906, before it was purchased by the Wallace uh, Circus. And I kind of clicked on him and I, I, we didn't really spend a lot of time talking about Carl Hagenbeck, which seems to be a very interesting person. So he was German and he was a merchant of wild animals. So uh, when Hagenbeck was 14, his father gave him some seals and a polar bear. <laughs> Fun fourteen. <gift. laughs> Jeez. Uh, I do love seals, Amanda. So my birthday's <laughs> coming up in January. <laughs> well, maybe I could like look into an adopt a seal program or something. <laughs> sure. I would like that. So his collection of animals grows so much that he needs a large building to keep them in. Then Hagenbeck leaves his home in Hamburg to go to the hunters and ex- uh, with hunters and explorers to the jungle and snow-clad mountains, and he captures animals in nearly every land in the world. Then, in 1980, uh, sorry, 1874, he decides to exhibit uh, Samoan and Sami people. Wow. Uh, as, wow, as uh, purely natural, quote, purely natural populations with their tents, weapons, sleds, aside uh, a group of reindeer so oh god this is going into weird territory well that that (laughs) is so crazy though because back then like that was at the world's fair they would just like fly in people from around the world and be like behold this exotic person because you couldn't travel back then and you couldn't just watch a youtube video no youtube that this is the modern this was their youtube yeah (laughs) then Uh, He starts wanting to exhibit these animals all over Europe and the United States. And he he was a trained animal. He he, he trained animals to display and sell to circuses. So now he's like making a business off of it. And he comes to the uh, United States and Hagenbeck Circus was one of the most popular attractions. His collection included large animals and reptiles. Many of the animals were trained to do tricks. His cross he crossbred a 1900 in 1900 a female lion with a Bengal tiger and sold the hybrid for 2 million dollars. I mean this is in 1900. 2 million dollars to a Portuguese zoologist. And uh, okay, so his they they all of his animals are are you know performing all over um, the United States. Okay, so this is what's cool. Ha- however, Hagenbeck dreamed 
of a permanent exhibit where animals could live in surroundings, much like their natural homes. Despite the presence of the zoological garden of Hamburg, Hagenbeck opened his great zoo, the Tier Park Hagenbeck at uh, Stellingen, near Hamburg in 1907. He supervised the building of the, uh, okay, of other ones. And, you know, he was kind of like one of the first people, what, what is the one called in Disney where you kind of drive through? It's oh, like yeah. Disney Safari. The, well, it's the Wild Animal Park. Have you been to it? Never. Oh, it's my favorite theme park. It's my second favorite theme park I've ever been to. What or is your my first? third. My third. Oh, okay, okay my wow. Third. Oh, maybe my fourth. It's my fourth. My first is a... Tokyo Disney Sea. Sea? Sea, like S-E-A. And it's there. Um, you know how we have a uh, California adventure out here? It's so, sort of their yeah. secondary park. And it's amazing. You walk in, it looks like you're in Game of Thrones. It's on the water. It's just the most spectacular like, oh, that, setting you've ever seen. That sounds awesome. I thought you were saying like a SeaWorld type. That you were like a huge fan of SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld. It's my favorite thing to do. It's how I relax. I have a season pass. I just go by myself. I think SeaWorld's been canceled. I think it has. Oh, that would be a good, like, who's to blame for Shamu or something. Oh, yeah. We'll have to put that on the list. But, but it, that's so cool that the, they do, like, a sea-themed it's, it's theme park. It's really, really cool. But then the Wild Animal Park um, is awesome as well. And that's in Florida, of course. And yeah, they have a safari where you can drive through. And it's it's essentially like uh, San Diego has one as well. Like this, I think it's the San Diego Wild Animal Park where it's less like a zoo where animals are, you know, crunched into cages. And it's more supposed to be like, this is open and they're happy. And so while I'm still juries out on zoos in general, for me, it is you know, it's better at least than your typical zoo. Yeah, there's still a lot that can go wrong, though, when you're in one of those driving zoos. That's all I can think about. Really? So would you ever go on an African safari? Mm, (laughs) I don't think I'll ever make it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on the bucket list. No, do you want to? I mean, yeah, it's kind of on my bucket list. I just think it'd be really cool. We'll take a lot of pictures and send them mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> I'll live stream you. That'll be cool. So yeah, he was. I, it was interesting to find out that he was one of the first to kind of come up with that idea. I guess there was one already, but we thought. I don't know. I thought Disney came. Walt Disney came up with the idea. You Walt <laughs> Yeah, invented the zoo. <laughs> no, no, the driving, like you oh, know, yes. interactive. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't have one of those for the sea, right? It's oh, called scuba diving. Yeah, I it's, guess called it's called scuba diving. Scuba diving. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it would be. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. So you said you had found uh, another interesting uh, yeah. circus wreck that you wanted to talk about. Well, this one I thought was really interesting because you know how you talked in the um, after the Hammond circus wreck about how people swore that they heard the ghostly wails of animals? Yes. So this, I think, is um, a train wreck where, unfortunately, there it was the cars carrying the animals <gasps> that was wrecked. So I'm just going to read from LiveScience.com real quick. Just before dawn on May 30th, 1893, the Walter L. Main circus train carrying dozens of animals and performers ran off the tracks in an epic crash in central Pennsylvania. The first car to go off the rails held the elephants. The tigers, lions, horses, crocodiles, pythons, and a gorilla known as the Man Slayer followed as the Walter L. Main circus train careened off the tracks down a 30-foot high embankment with gold gilt steel bars. Barred wagons crashing one on top of the other in the legendary pileup, um, and this has happened in Pennsylvania on Memorial Day, eighteen ninety-three. Today, the oh. story has become ingrained in town lore. Big snakes are eyed with suspicion as possible descendants of escaped crash survivors. Elephants from other traveling circuses have stopped in Tyrone to lay wreaths out of respect for the dead. That makes it sound like the elephants walked there by themselves. <laughs> um, bones, horseshoes, lion cage locks, and railroad spikes have turned up every time a new home is built on the site. But the exact location of the mass grave of dead circus animals has been lost to history. Um, wow. And archaeologists recently made an attempt to find it, but the initial search did not turn up the hoard of bones researchers were looking for. But they're going to keep trying. So that scares me. It's like an animal graveyard that they're building on top of. It really is. And uh, the other thing is, after we uh, did the Tuesday's episode, I sort of tried to Google circus curses because <laughs> I know 
I know we were kind of just joking, but I was like, well, this certainly has to be a thing, like the uh, the tale of the haunted circus. But I could not find anything. It, it feels like it's ripe to be haunted. I, I mean, know. If, if, if the opera has the phantom, like, why can't the circus have the ringmaster? I know. The, like creepy ring and clowns. Hello. I mean, circus stuff is definitely scary, but apparently there's no, you know, one singular curse. <laughs> They're all cursed because they have to be part of the circus, I guess. Oh, but they are. Circuses are like zoos problematic as well. But there was yeah. one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get to the listener emails. But I just quickly did a Google search about um, train safety. And okay. I just want to give our listeners a little updates. I think we've all been sort of, you know, pulling our hair thinking about like, God, can I ever travel on a train again? But <laughs> apparently, uh, according to this article, again, on Live Science, conventional wisdom holds that the front car of a train is the most dangerous place in the event of a head-on collision, while the last car is less safe if the train is rear-ended. But in fact, trains are nine times more likely to derail than to hit another train or car head on or to get hit from behind. Um, the administration found that there were about 13,000 derailments from 2005 to 2014 compared with about 1,400 collisions. So apparently, it's, I guess, it doesn't really matter where you sit. <laughs> You know, it's funny you bring this up because I think about this all the time on planes. Like, mm -hmm. where should I, is it better to be, um, is it worse to be in first class? Like, if you're in an accident? Or is it worse to be in the back or in the middle? I, I mean, there's, it really well, what is. What is it? I, I'm not sure. It depends on what the accident is. Well, of, of course. Yeah, that is... I, I know it's not safe to sit next to the wing, which I always end up like on the wing. Me too. I'm like pretty much like flying, sitting on it. Like I might as well be outside on uh, flying on the wing. I, I know. Same. But I bet it's pretty safe probably to sit at the exit door because then you have, I think you're most likely to die if there's like a fire and you're kind of trapped and can't get out. But interesting. I had never, you know... Well, anyway, I, I, I thought about I, I think about this all the time on airplanes. And also when I lived in New York, I used to think about this with oh, this is going to get dark, but um, terrorist attacks when oh, I was riding sure. the subway. What what is the least likely um, cart to get? bombed i'm already set i'm i'm forgive me for bringing this oh, up but I mean, this, no, these but are the things that i think about I, when i get on the subway i know and maybe we can do at some point like a whole episode about like the safest place to be because or, or how to handle certain uh situations oh, because i'm constantly yeah. thinking about and reading about what to do if like a sh active shooter oh my situation. goodness like statistically um is it better I mean, okay, so there was... What to do. What to do, because yeah. I was just reading, um, there was a situation in Paris on, I think it was in Paris on um, a train where a, a terrorist came in and three American, like two servicemen, but th these three American, like men in their 20s just like overtook the guy and, and um, I think like totally like disarmed him. Um, okay. And I don't know, have you heard about that? It happened a couple no, of years I hadn't. ago. It's no, I had It's a really cool story. It makes you really feel like patriotic patriotic in a way 
because um, they were just these young guys like vacationing in Europe and they just like totally took down this guy and saved like a bunch of lives. Um, wow. And this was on a train. I Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was on a train. Yeah, it was on a train. Well, I wonder what cart he was in because I have a theory that uh, the, the, the back cart is probably the best one. Because you think be they're kind of coming from the front or something. Well, if they, I, I don't even want to say this song. Okay, okay, let's not get into it. I, it's wanna, so morbid. It's too morbid. Let's stick to the less mor- morbid subject yeah. of circus train wrecks. <laughs> oh, and we have to. We're gonna do the drawing for the uh, get merch giveaway, but you have to wait till the end of the episode. So okay, stay so tuned, guys. What emails do we have, or what have people been saying? So speaking of trains, we got uh, some uh, messages from, this is from Steel on the Tracks. So sounds like he's a train guy. And he writes, hello, here's my thoughts. So very to the point. The lack of maintenance is truly to blame. He's talking about the Hammond Circus train wreck. The hot Mm -hmm. box, which is an overheated, which is an overheated friction-bearing due to the lack of oil is the original cause. The engineer whom allowed the five cars to be left on the main line should be slapped. All trains must fit in into sidings off the main line. If the train doesn't fit a siding, the other train must be held on a siding or on a double track. All traffic should be halted. So there, for the person or persons to whom maintain and lube the train is at fault and the circus train engineer should get the slack Ooh. should get the slap so i he his point is that we we should have put the the actual train fair uh, up on the board the hot box mm-hmm. and i think we did put the engineers up on the board i if don't i know recall if, i don't know if we did huh well that that would be an oversight <laughs> <laughs> Let me double check my reference list, but I know we put the um, sleepy guy up on the board. <laughs> yes, yeah, sleepy guy de- for sure, Alonzo. <laughs> I'm not sure we put the train engineer of the Hammond train up. We put heavy heavy meals, but not the uh, train engineers. <laughs> right. Although I do think we kind of nailed this one because we didn't yeah. go with the curse. So I, I mean, I take his point that the hot box should have been up there. And I definitely think that the engineers who decided to leave the trains on the track, I mean, that was a major, major faux pas. I, it really was. You're just, they were just, you know, uh, counting their lucky stars ho- or crossing their fingers, hoping that no one fell asleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> or that no train would appear because like you mentioned about blind spots, um, even if the, he hadn't fallen asleep, something bad still could have happened because of that blind spot. That's true. Well, I mean, we appreciate it. Steel on the tracks. <laughs> At Steel on the tracks. Um, but I think we are going to continue to keep the verdict as is. We also had Erica Amber write in. She's a little bit far behind. She's just listened to the Halifax explosion. And 
She said, you're right. There's a port pilot in every single port to help the captain sail in. On cruise ships, oh, she's written in before and she used to work on a cruise ship. So she's kind of an expert on this. Um, They take a little boat, the pilot boat, that looks like a Coast Guard boat, and they actually board the ship and stay on the bridge with the captain until the ship is safely docked. So this is still practiced. Sometimes in Alaska, when there are really small waterways or national parks, the pilot will stay on board for a few days to make sure that the ship is properly navigating. When we sailed through Iceland and Greenland, We had a specialized ice pilot on board to make sure that we didn't hit any icebergs. So it makes me, um, I guess, relieved to know that there's a special iceberg guy that goes on (laughs) these Greenland and Iceland ships. Feels logical. I just love when people use logic. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good call. Um, And we also had Adam G.H. write to us on Discord. So that's another place you guys can go to to ask us questions and to talk to other Alarmy members about what you're thinking about the episode. And he said, it's shocking to me that the asleep train conductor got off scot-free in real life, I mean. Do we think there's anything to the fact that the victims were circus folk and justice wasn't served to them? for being looked down upon as less than. Mm. Interesting. I thought that was interesting. I mean, there's probably something there. I'm sure. You know, like if it, maybe they would have been, the jury would have been more inclined to convict him if it had been, you know, a train full of rich Rich children. people. (laughs) Rich white children, per se. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think people probably did sort of say like, you know, the circus is kind of a risky lifestyle, so maybe they had less sympathy or something. That's so sad because I kind of see us as we're we're the circus people of 2020. Yeah, especially when we go go take this podcast on tour and we go by train. Oh, my God. Why do we have to go by train? It's just the only thing we can afford. Uh, no. And it has to be a wooden wooden train. No. Oil, there's no electricity, so I have to use oil lamps, too. No. Unfortunately. Oh, wow. You see, this is why you guys have to go on our ACAST supporter uh, feature. <laughs> Give us a little tip so we can go by car instead of train. <laughs> Although I'm sure cars are statistically more dangerous than trains. That's true. That's true. Right nowadays. Um, so what do you think? Should we do the uh, drawing? Yeah. And I think our winner? we do the drawing, I just want to read a couple of reviews that we've gotten from, I think, assume people who have entered the drawing. Um, here's one from SSJN. I look forward to this podcast every week. I came to this podcast via Amanda Lund, The Big Ones, which is my other podcast on the Erias <laughs> Network. And I love it just as much. Rebecca, Chris, and Amanda are funny, smart, and thoughtful, and I love taking a deep dive into new topics every week. Highly recommend. Wow, that's so nice. That's like when you meet a friend through another friend, and then they become your friend. Yes, it is. And I think that's so (laughs) great. 
Um, okay, and then who is, I mean, here's another one. Just Cute EJ says, can I be a guest? Five stars. <laughs> of all the podcasts I listen to, this is the one I would love to be a part of. I love that their discussions on history um, are with a twist of humor. I also like their strong opinions. Show suggestion is who is to blame for the catastrophe at Taliesin Studio. Taliesin Studio? So let me Google this real quick and see what that is because I've never heard of it. Have I've you? never heard of it. No, I haven't. But that is such a nice compliment of wanting to be a guest on this show. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that is so ha- nice. Let me look. Disaster. Ta- so the massacre. I, oh my God. What is this? What? The massacre at Frank Lloyd Wright's cottage? His love Whoa. cottage? Oh. <gasps> There Wait, was a grisly the mass Frank murder. Lloyd Wright? Yeah, there was a grisly mass murder inside the architect's Wisconsin house and studio that took the lives of his mistress and six others. Oh my goodness. How did I we have not never know about heard this? Of this. <gasps> Put that on the list, Amanda. ASAP. Oh my God, we gotta expedite this one because I'm fascinated. Yeah, this sounds scary. Fe- FedEx that one overnight. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Put it on right now. <sighs> Um, oh, that's so cool. Do we have any other reviews or, or was that it? Well, we have a bunch more, so I can't read them all, but that's it for but now. But those are too nice. Th- those are very nice ones. Now, I want to thank all of our listeners who submitted and wrote reviews and sent me messages. Um, it was very nice to hear from you and to know that you guys have our back, you know, when it comes to all this stuff. And now we're excited to pick the winner of our merch giveaway who's going to be able to choose whatever merch item they want and i producer amanda approved okay i agree i approve and also i just want to let everyone know that rebecca has literally written all your names down um and put them in a physical hat (laughs) and i'll post a picture of me with the stupid hat I love it. I was thinking we'd use some sort of app to do this, but I was just so delighted when I saw Rebecca had taken the time. (laughs) Yeah, we're old school here. History. Come on. (laughs) Okay, I'm shaking up the hat. I'm sticking my hand in. I'm not looking. I'm closing my eyes. I'm picking out one little piece of paper, and it's for Aaron. Aaron at E-R-R-O-3359. Woohoo! Yay, Aaron! <laughs> Amazing. So, Aaron, I'll be reaching out to you uh, via Instagram. I that's where I think you sent it to us, and we'll uh, we'll I, I we'll let we'll let all of our listeners know what Aaron chose I as mean, one of the merch. Items. Oh yes, I, I hope she goes for the touch tool. <laughs> I just, I hope she goes for the hat. I mean, it's, I love the hat. Oh, the hat I'm hoping is... to see it. I want to see it around town. I do too. The hat is super, super cool. Well, congrats, Aaron, And thank you so much to all of our listeners who submitted reviews. Um, but that's all we've got for you guys today. That's what we've got. This is it. And isn't it enough? I hope so. I, I, give my, <laughs> I put my heart and soul... <laughs> into this i hope we're enough um but tune in next week because we are going to be discussing the death of princess diana and if if you're already 
afraid of going in a vehicle or in a train. Now we're going to make you afraid of going in a car. Mm -hmm. So you you don't want to (laughs) miss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.